Pokémon. sober week for me and well they so they live about 50 minutes like south of nashville and the closest like grocery store is like 20 minutes away and it's like just to walmart it's gonna be interesting for me to, to eat vegan there because nashville has so many vegan food it's crazy just but outside of nashville just have parfaits jenna just, just have yogurt parfaits. parfaits. Just get yogurt parfaits. Yeah, so I'll probably look really good when I get back, though, because there's not going to be much food <laughs> You're for like, me. I had carrots and hummus. Yeah, I'm, like, ripped as shit in, like, a week. You're like, what? I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> I'm like... <laughs> okay, well, let's say hi. Yeah, let's get started. Hi, everybody. Hey. Welcome to Anyways, How's Your Sex Life? Hey, we are on? your slutty hosts. I'm Channa. I'm Corey. And welcome to episode 51. Yes, 51. We're over that 50 hill. Yeah, so we... This is crazy. We've been doing the podcast for a year now. Yeah. A year in, we have our formula. At this point, y'all know us. Or if you're new, welcome. Go listen to our past episodes. Start at episode six. Yeah. Well, listen to Chana's story and then start at episode six. That's true. Our first few episodes were a little rough. But I think every podcast's first few episodes are a little rough. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyways, let's just jump into announcements real quick because we don't have that many today. Yes. Um, so just a few weeks, there are just a few weeks left to enter our $50 Amazon gift card giveaway. Yeah. We have like two and a half weeks, three weeks. Rate. So how you would enter is you would either rate us on Apple Podcasts or iTunes, that equals one entry, or you can rate and review us for two entries. So how you actually get added into the giveaway is you have to send me a screenshot of the review and or rating and then Channa I'll add you to in, the giveaway. As in Our not podcast. Channa Jones, the podcast. Well, I mean, if you send it to Channa... Or my... send it to Channa Jones. If you send it to Corey Martin... <laughs> yeah, if you send it to Corey, here's the deal. He I'll just send it. lol. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I hope someone sends it to you just so you can respond with lol. <laughs> Uh, so uh, our Instagram is anyways has her sex life. Our Facebook and Twitter is ahysl podcast, and our website is ahyslpodcast.com. Definitely go check check out the website. We put a lot of hard work into that website. Uh, also on the website, there is a faggot fact and spooky scoop section that we update <laughs> that every we episode. We need to fucking update. That we need to update because we forgot to. We will update that. I can do that tomorrow. Uh, yeah, I'll do mine so t- our, tonight. When it is re- when it is released. Yeah. So we update it ideally once a week with our faggot facts and spooky scoops. Um, so anything that we talk about, you could see right there. And there's also pictures of us. There's a way for for you to slide into our DMs. You can see our sponsors or our partners. Right now, there's just one creamy box. Woo woo! Shout yeah, out to you, box. cream on me, daddy. Cream on me, daddy. And yeah, so check out our website. Next one is Patreon. Check that out. You mm-hmm. can also view our Patreon through our website. So, boom, kill two birds with one stone. Go check that out yourself because we've explained it a million times. And yeah. the last thing that I wanted to announce. So, I'm announcing this because I don't think that a lot of our listeners really know they can do this, but they totally can. Give us money. Um, give us money. <laughs> <laughs> Go, no. to Go to Patreon. Go to Patreon. But 
you can send us topic requests and we will totally oh, cover okay. it. Yeah. These can be, you know, anything from fact facts to spooky scoops to supernatural stuff to true crime shit. It doesn't matter. Like if it's something that we would talk about in our episode. If you're excited about it, yeah. Yeah. And like if you think we would love to cover it or even if you think we wouldn't love to cover it, just send us your ideas. Because so far, like we've done a few episodes based off of requests and we love it. Because yeah, I've we done know, like two, yeah. Like whenever I research, like for example, the Nathan Brooks canceled Halloween, like three or four people messaged me about that. So the entire time I was researching it it like motivated me even more about making it a really really good episode so yeah. it's like all these people requesting yeah the paveglia island yeah this one. so definitely so send us you are your requests again you can do that through our website facebook or instagram email whatever you want and uh, we'll do it when we can yeah if they're faggot facts or supernatural shit maybe actually literally message my instagram yeah otherwise yeah. i just screenshot it and send it to Corey. yeah yeah but um but you can save the channel the like effort of screenshotting yeah or email us ahyslpodcast at gmail.com true boom i'm done so we're done, done okay with announcements. do you want a asmr pomegranate break yeah <laughs> okay ew i can hear that from here <laughs> here i'll asmr uh my pussy <laughs> as it sucks in the void yeah as it just sucks in dicks my place is like <laughs> i have i have like and just what yeah i have like a couple dicks in me you're right like now. under the skinning it have you seen that yet no <laughs> it's weird <laughs> as a film student i'm like it's weird <laughs> uh yeah it's a really good it's a really good movie with scar joe but it's weird as fuck but i think the weirdest movie i've ever seen was called the holy mountain Corey, go away with your religion, Jenna. I don't no, want it. It's the weirdest. Okay, so this is I used to date this guy Kevin like on and off for a few years, and together like we have tried probably four or five times to watch it through. Like we have to sit down, watch it through cuz it's so weird and like I have never been able to watch through cuz it's so fucking weird and Ew. so uncomfortable. You you should watch the trailer on your free time cuz it's bizarre. Yeah. It's it's What's it called? The Holy The Holy Mountain. We're looking at up. I think it's called the Holy Mountain. Pause, everyone. I haven't thought of it in years. It's weird as shit. The Holy, what decade? I could not even begin to answer that question. It's older. I mean, at least it seems older. 1973 fantasy drama. It looks pretty weird. I didn't even know it was a fantasy drama. (laughs) I don't even know what was happening in it. <laughs> Nazis and other people dancing see, with each it's, other. See, it's crazy. I'm so excited. I want to see the fuck out of let's this. Let's watch. Let's get stoned and watch let's it. Let's get stoned and watch yes! the fuck out of okay. this with Chris. <laughs> people with paint on their asses sitting down. I'm so into this. Yes. Okay. Do I see? Do I see naked men? I could. Yeah, I think yes. Probably. You see, you see penis at some point. I know that. All right, we'll watch it this people week. People are pushing money into a fire pit. <laughs> I'm so into this. It's 70s. This is 70s weirdness, y'all. The pinnacle of weirdness. You know what? Okay, so I watched this pre-me doing acid. So since since then, I have done acid, you know, more than I should have. Mm -hmm. And now actually, like, thinking about it, it really made me feel like how I felt on the come up of an acid trip. Of like the anxiety of not really totally understanding what's going on. I'm uh, not LSD, but like the the chemical. Yeah, whatever like bullshit chemical we bought. But yeah. um, I mean we didn't buy whatever. Anyway, this entire podcast is incriminating us forever. I know. But sometimes I'm like maybe I should be like a gay politician, and then I'm like this podcast is like <laughs> you fucking can't anymore. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, like I'd ever be a politician. But I bet. You're like, what do you think on this? I'm like, fuck them. <laughs> 
<laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> You're like, well, I, a journalist, a linguist, an engineer, a mechanic, an electrician. Maybe I'd be the most perfect politician then because I would just lie about everything. Yeah. Oh, my God. You're the perfect politician. <laughs> I'm the perfect politician. Uh, I'll, I'll help run your campaign. <laughs> I'm like, okay, let's go to the gay bars. Let's do this. Do that. <laughs> I'm like, let's give everyone uh, Molly. If you can't tell, y'all, we're drunk. We've had we. we this is post brunch drunk. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's just. We need to jump into this podcast. Okay, we yeah. have two to record. It's today. been eleven minutes. Uh, I'm <laughs> people sorry. are people are weary. Go watch the Holy Mountain. <laughs> okay, so go watch the Holy Mountain. We're gonna go watch it. Okay, it's 1973 or four or six. I forget. <laughs> It's gonna be the most normal movie. We're gonna watch it. It is not the most normal movie. (laughs) Yeah, I was like 16 and I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) Okay, so my faggot fact today is on Gay Bob the Gay Doll. Oh. Yeah, so in 1978, um, some dude who I'll get into created a doll that was anatomically correct and also gay, titled. I'm burping. Like, bleh. Titled Gay Bob. Gay Bob. (laughs) A, forming a, a former advertising executive named Harvey Rosenberg created the gay doll, the gay Bob doll, as a meaningful personal project after his marriage crumbled and his mom fell ill. Aww. So he was just like in this really bad spot in his life and he was like, I'm going to make a fucking gay Bob doll. So this is quoting him. He said that he wanted the doll to liberate men from t- traditional sexual roles. Um, and then he invested $10,000 of his own money into the doll's production. Whoa. Um, he stated that we had something to learn. We had something to learn from the gay movement, just like we did from the black civil rights movement and the women's movement. And that is having the courage to stand up and say, I have a right to be what I am. So <laughs> Rosenberg said that the he created the doll to resemble Robert Redford and Paul Newman. Fuck yeah. Both of those. <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah. Oh, can you buy these dolls on eBay? He does actually look like, he actually does look like a good combination of Robert Redford and Paul Newman. Like, it's a pretty, I mean, it's a very, like, 70s, like, old-looking style. He doesn't look that attractive because it's a weird-ass doll, but, like, it's a pretty good combination. Like, you you get it when you look at both of them. Looks a little bit more like Robert Redford, but whatever. Um, He said it looks or resembled Robert Redford and Paul Newman with a California tan blonde hair and necklace. A man bag and a pierced ear. Nice. <laughs> yeah, bitch. <laughs> he came prepackaged in a closet, literally. That's Meaning hilarious. that when you opened up his box, you were literally helping him come out as a gay man. Oh, my God. I That's love so that. That's so cute. I want gay Bob. I love that. Um, Rosenberg said that the only toy manufacturer that agreed to make the doll um, with an actual anatomical penis was in Hong Kong. Yeah, Hong Kong. Um, and he actually had to send them a custom mold of it. And he uh, stated that he originally wanted the doll to have a asshole hey. and a belly button but that the manufacturer said that was too intricate to uh like put in so no holes in this doll no holes no holes um so there's a booklet that accompanied the doll and this is what it what it like officially reads inside and that that's my closing comments it says gay people are no different than straight people if everyone came out of their closets there wouldn't be so many angry frustrated frightened people People who are not ashamed of what they are are more lovable, kind, and understanding. It's not easy to be honest about what you are. In fact, it takes great deal a great deal of courage. But remember, if Gay, Ball, gay Bob has the courage to come out of his closet, so can you. Oh, that's so cute. So I just looked on eBay. You can buy Gay Bob dolls. They How start much? at like the newest one or one of the most recent ones starts at like 169. Yeah, it goes up to 220. There's one that's 100, but it's pre- it's like been it's opened. opened. Yeah, it's not in mint condition or whatever. But you know, Corey, if you ever 
like have kids, you should totally. I know. I want a gay Bob doll. I'm gonna. I'm gonna buy you one. Yeah, <laughs> just, just get current. Said. Just get current Ken dolls. They're gay as fuck. That's true. That <laughs> is true. Um. So approximately two thousand uh like units of the doll were sold. Uh, most of them were through mail order gay mail order ads in gay magazines that were uh sold through New York and San Francisco. And basically, like, of course, the, like, heterosexual people of the age took this as, like, a crazy big offense. Oh, yeah. Because it's a gay doll that is also anatomically correct How and has a penis. <laughs> and so, but literally, this guy was just trying to do it just to, like, one, poke fun, and then two, just, like, have a little bit of, like, a gay movement of, like, hey, like, people should come out of their closet and be, you know, be who they are. Yeah. Um, so you want to see his dick? Yeah. Duh. <laughs> should I Google it so you don't have to move your computer? Uh, no, I had it, like, look at this exactly here. The audio is like, Bleh. yeah, the audio might freak out. That's fine. So that's him. You can see it's like a little bit Robert Redfordy, Redfordy. Yeah, totally. Um, but it's not that great looking. Here's his penis. Penis. Oh my god, that's cute. It's a cute little hung penis. He is cut, or he is uncut, but just doesn't have super long foreskin. Who that's knows? cute. Yeah, you know, use cute. your imagination. Yeah, use your fucking imagination. Just think of a white boy penis. I love Gay Bob. Yeah, me too. I love Gay Bob. He's inspiring all of us to come out of the closet. I want to get a gay Bob doll now. I'm going to get you one. That's not yeah, my life They're so cute. Goal. I want to get you that and the Epstein didn't kill himself <laughs> Christmas sweater. I was like, damn it, Jordan. You should have just sent that to me. That could have been like Christ. the most perfect I know. white elephant present. It's so true. <laughs> it's so sad that it's a joke because it's so true. I just, It's so ridiculous that like our media and government is just like, oh, say he killed himself. I know. It's like, nobody believes this. Yeah. Fuck y'all. No nobody believes, believes this. Half of y'all are fucking child murder. So rapists. now we're like, going to make literally. a meme out of it. <laughs> yeah. Like, y'all are fucking child rapists. Just, like, quit trying to lie about it. God damn it. I love our generation. I hate our fucking pol- political system. Okay, spooky scoop time? Mm-hmm. <laughs> way, way back in episode 20. Oh, I God. talked about Munchausen by proxy. By proxy. Good times. I, I did an entire spooky scoop on it before I went to the topic of Dee Dee Gypsy, or sorry, Dee Dee and Gypsy Rose, Blanchard, Blanchard, whatever. Blanchard. Go back and listen to it if you haven't listened to the episode yet. It was, it was a really, really good episode. I'm very proud of my research. Yes. I did a good job, so go listen to it. So with Munchausen by proxy, the person suffering from the fictitious disorder will force someone else into the patient role. Most commonly, it is the parent or caregiver forcing children through medical procedures. They will make up symptoms that the child has. They'll encourage the child to lie. They'll falsify medical reports. You know, they're going to falsify or alter tests. They're pretty much going to do anything possible to give the appearance of a sick child. Go watch The Politician yeah, on so Netflix. Yeah, so right after – and there's actually a Hulu uh, Netflix series about DD and Mommy Gypsy. Dead and Dearest? Sorry, what? Mommy Dead and Dearest? Yeah, yeah. So right after episode 20 was released, our homegirl, Ashley, who I've talked about before. She's yes. been following us, like, forever. Um, she sent us a message saying that she was actually a victim of Munchausen by proxy. Um, and then she sent her story. So I was saving her story for listener stories, but it, she sent it to us through Facebook. She said we can share it? Yeah. Okay, cool. She just reminded me two days ago to share it. Oh, good. Okay. Because I was, I had it saved because she submitted it for a listener story. Oh, um, sorry. I had it saved and like prioritized in, on Facebook, but then Facebook at some point moved it to done. So it was out of her inbox. So I no longer saw it. Mm-hmm. And I like was so busy the other listener stories it was probably me i was like fuck that bye <laughs> yeah it was possible as Corey if he just moved it to done either way it was moved to done mysteriously and so i lost it um she reached out to me a few days ago and she was like hey like 
you did not mention it in listener story. And I was like, oh my God. We're cunts. We're sorry. I was like, I need to go find it. So I refound it and now I'm sharing it to you today. So this is Ashley's story. Ooh. I'm just reading it like word for word for what she sent us. Okay, so, and she started it with okay, so. God damn it, so y'all. she's a okay, fucking. Okay, so, the bane of our existence. She's, she's a homie. We should change our podcast name to okay, okay so. Okay, so. That's kind of funny. Um, <laughs> okay, so the. Y'all, we say okay, so if you, like, I'm shattering your, this reality of our podcast. <laughs> it, for however many times you hear okay, so, I edit out two thirds of them. <laughs> yeah, we love okay, so. Just think so. about that. <laughs> My, like, fucking, like, junior year English teacher would be appalled at me saying okay so because anytime in, in her class if you would say like or um oh or things like god. that she would ring a bell oh my god oh, <laughs> and I was, wish so, I wish I had I could pay somebody to do that to me it well it's helped me because I I try not to say you're I, pretty good yeah you're I'm more good. aware of saying like yeah. and um than I used to be I still say it though because it's you're our, a lot better than I am though when I edit yeah yeah I definitely just try to think about it but okay so is the one that slips by Going back to the story. Yes. <laughs> the reality is that most of my childhood, I remember in bits and pieces. It wasn't until I was in college and went through more psychology classes, I was truly able to fully grasp what happened in my childhood. Although Munchausen's and Munchausen's by proxy is difficult to diagnose, in parentheses, I've only seen it once at my current job, mm. and they still never put the diagnosis on it, in parentheses, um, it's clear to me that it was one of those cases where it flipped and flopped so much as I got older, the lines blurred. For starters, my mom and dad were in medical. I was raised in the field of medicine and can back and backboard myself with my eyes closed. It was just my mom and I, and um, we moved every single year. She was always running from something. I later learned that she constantly would steal medical supplies or medicine from EMS companies that she worked for, and that's what caused her to run. Shit. I was always always sick with something it was asthma i needed to have ivs constantly i was always dehydrated a finger was broken i had a concussion um i or just something it was always something in an effort to get me to have some type of medicine my aunt said at one time i saw her sorry my aunt said one time i saw her i had been diagnosed with something and while i was sleeping my aunt flushed all the pills down the drain and spoiler alert i was perfectly fine shit by the time i was 12 i had been in my rural Alaskan town for the better part of two years. Shit. By that time, my medical <laughs> file was already three inches thick from all of my Deep. being admitted to the clinic by the time she was 12. It was <laughs> never serious enough for her to be like medevaced out, but it was serious enough that they gave her pills and she went on her way. By the time I was 14, I needed, get this, because you're going to be shook at that this. By the time I was 14, I needed 1,500 milligrams of ibuprofen, Advil, or Aleve every single day just for it to work. By liver, by kidneys. The older I got, the more 1,500, I, 1500. milligrams? Yeah. You know how, like, whenever you're sick, you're I like, I take, oh, like, 500, and I'm like, wow, drugs. Yeah, 1,500 for, it to, for her to even feel anything. I know. The older I got, the more I noticed how sensitive I was to anyone attempting to say something was wrong with me. I was fine, if not stressed. I didn't need medicine. I wasn't sick. And when I started fighting back and started being on my own, my mom turned it to her. Damn. She was the one who suddenly had the stroke and had to be in the hospital for weeks, leaving me alone in the house. Um, and then she said again she had to be medevaced to Anchorage due to her lack of a real hospital because they lived in rural Alaska. Um, the more I fought against it, the sicker my mom became. Um, before I was born, she told my aunt that she had a brain tumor, fun fact. 
Um, and it was now my job to take care of her. When I started to get stress headaches and everything I was dealing with um, and parentheses, what a lot of people don't realize is that when you're dealing with it, you're also dealing with emotional and psychological abuse. In my case, it was pretty severe and extreme. Yeah. Um, she then went back to pain pills. When I was a senior, when I was in my senior year of high school, she was being investigated by the DEA for stealing morphine from an ambulance. I didn't believe it at the time, but Shit. after hearing she pulled the exact same thing in a small town we used to live in, and I was able to finally admit to myself that I had seen the morphine in our house. Oh, shit. Yeah, that happened. When I asked about it, she turned it around on me. Gaslighting. Super fun. It's been seven years since I left, and to this day, it's still really hard to process it. It's only been even more recent that I even realized how badly it affected me. I refuse to take medication that isn't my antidepressant, anti-anxiety. I will only take ibuprofen if it's the absolute last resort. I have severe scarring on my liver from the high dosage of yeah. all the medication. I get such extreme anxiety from going to the hospitals that it gives me severe panic attack. Um, I found that out in August when my grandma was in the ICU. Uh, I tried watching 15 minutes of the act and I had to turn it off because it was so triggering. The scenarios are so real. It leaves my skin crawling and the way they interact to what's going on um, just hits my core. I started pacing back and forth and I had to take a shot in order to even fall asleep. Yeah, super healthy coping. Am I right? Damn. <laughs> Um, I had to stop working a case at work because of it, the one I mentioned previously. I tore my meniscus and I refused to go to the doctor because I was so scared of what would happen. I have to disclose all of this to the police department that I'm applying for right now because I have no idea what I took or what was given to me when I was younger because of everything that happened. Thankfully, since I was under 18 and all that happened, they don't hold it against me. But I feel that it's such an important part of my life and not knowing what I was given that I need to disclose Shit. it. But yeah, luckily it doesn't affect her medical career. Yeah. Damn. And above all else, my family and I can't really tell what's real or not. I can't tell if I'm being a hypochondriac or if I'm really sick. I can't tell if it's faint in pain um, or if it's something that seriously needs to be looked at. It's like every time I mention something, I feel like I'm a crying wolf. Yeah. So that's pretty much it. It's a lot easier for me to look at or read something and be like, yeah, something like that. It was like that. It's a surreal world and it's sadly more common than people think. Shit. Isn't that sad? Don't watch The Politician. So that is Ashley's story of how she was a victim of Munchausen by proxy. And yeah. then she had to watch her mom suffer from Munchausen on herself. Yeah, Ashley, don't watch The Politician. <laughs> it's very, it's very sad. I don't know. Like, I, I read the whole story because I read it a few months ago and she submitted it. And then I read it again yesterday. And it's, it's just pretty crazy that is real. It happened to her. I feel so sad for her. Because yeah. when I was researching Dee Dee and Gypsy, like, I just, like, cried because it was so sad. And I was researching it. But it's, it's pretty... I, I just I just feel so sad. <laughs> it's yeah. just it's so heartbreaking that she went through something like that, and now she lives with it every single day. Where like if she feels pain or she feels sick, like she doesn't know if it's real, she doesn't know if it if yeah. it's fake. Was I brought up to think this? Yeah. And like immediately jump to a negative conclusion. Yeah, exactly. Like the psychological yeah. impact that the Munchausen proxy has. Do I have it? Is it hereditary? Yeah. yeah. It's just so it's just so fucking scary, and I am so sorry, Ashley. Ah. Uh, on that note, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to be right back. You're going to listen to some words from one of our podcast BFFs. Yes. Um, we're back, and I am doing um, my Supernatural segment. So yes. I am doing Ritual Games Part 5, and uh, with this one, I'm going to say I looked up. The last time I did Ritual Games was 11 episodes ago. So I think that's a good amount of time. Yeah, totally. Um, I really like these, again, as I always say, but I feel like maybe people don't like the repetition of it. I so like So after this, I'm going to stop for a little bit. I Like, at, not a little bit, like, as in 
the next time I do it will either be like a Patreon episode or it's going to be like, you know, not before April. Okay. Like something like that. Just so like we can do it. But there's still more out there. I could probably do like easily four more parts of this. I love the ritual games because it makes me want to do them. Yeah. And it's fun and spooky. And I never heard of half of these. That's yeah. why I'm like, ooh, cool. This is fun. They're different. And it's fun because our one of our Halloween bonus episodes was us doing the ritual, some ritual games yeah. we talked about. So yeah. It kind of and I didn't us. know about the baby blue. <gasps> I didn't know that existed or the, the queen of spades. Yeah. Shit like that. Yeah. No idea these exist. Okay. So what the first game is, is, is titled The White Kimono. Oh, God. Yeah, so this is a Japanese game. So it's going to be fucked up already. It's going to be fucked up as fuck. Um, so basically what you're doing in this game is you are calling up on the uh, spirit of a ghost or demon. You're basically just summoning a demon or a spirit. A spirit. <laughs> so like, I, there's like no other like goal to this game. So like, fuck you if you want to do this. I'm like, Valak, 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 Valak. Right, so one of the... This one comes with a big warning, which um, I would say like half of these uh, games that I've looked up come with a warning, but like only like 10% come with a big warning. This is a big warning. So it says warning. This ritual is said to be very dangerous. And if you perform it, you are putting your life at risk. (gasps) If you make even one mistake, it could prove to be fatal. If your shoulders begin to feel stiff or heavy, you should stop immediately and not continue. All of these Japanese sites, uh, I have seen describing this ritual say, absolutely do not try this. In my opinion, you should heed their warning and never try it at all. That's from scarykids.com. I did not write that. What you need for this game, because we go through the what is it, then the origins, and then what you need to play, and then how to play. Okay, yes, so what Daddy. is it? I already described what it is. Um, it's just you're just summoning a fucking demon or a ghost because you're a piece of shit. Yeah, you're fucking yourself. Yeah. Uh, number two, origins of this game. So let's get into the fucking origins. Um, the only thing is that there is one saying in the game that is Japanese, and when looked up, it's actually pretty funny, but we'll get to it in a second. Okay. It's like, fuck <laughs> okay. me hard, So, Daddy. Origins, it's from Japan, and people are stupid. That's pretty much the Origins, okay? So, what do you need to play? You don't, you just need a stupid, dumbass brain to play. That's all you need. <laughs> God! Okay? And you need to be in your bed in a dark room or whatever. Oh, my God. This is you every night. This is all of us every Literally, single Literally, you could, anyone can do this any time of the night. Oh, my God. Not any time. We'll get to that. 3 a.m. So, let's go through the steps of how to do this. Fuck. So Between the hours of 2 and 3 a.m. before you go to sleep, lie down on your bed. Starting at the north corner of your bedroom ceiling, (laughs) slowly look at the four corners of the ceiling one by one, going anti-clockwise and repeat this three times. No. Step two, with your arms crossed over your chest, chant the following three times. Oh. Anbi Iroko Yamashirano Sowaka. Yeah, that's how you say it for sure. Onbi Irokio Yamashirino Sowaka. Yeah. Well, you know what? Luckily, everybody, Corey can't play this game. Luckily, can't I can't pronounce- chant that because I'm fucking white as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, step three. Imagine a woman with long black hair slowly creeping towards you from the corner of the room. Uh, she is dressed in a white kimono that is covered in blood. Oh, so God. as you're looking at these four corners of the room, you're supposed to stop at one and then imagine from this corner of the room, like the ceiling corner of the room, a white, a girl in a white kimono stained with blood with long black hair, like totally grudge or the ring. They're remaking the grudge. Like, yeah, they're remaking the grudge. It I comes out in January. Yeah. yeah. Um, is coming out of the corner and crawling towards you. No. Fuck that shit. Why? Why do people want to do this? All I can hear is, no, this is <laughs> stupid. 
Um, step four, keep imagining the woman creeping closer and closer until she appears to be right in front of your eyes. No, no. Um, step five, not. uncross your arms, turn off the lights, and make the room as dark as possible. Then go to sleep. What the oh, fuck? Do that. <laughs> and then a woman in a, a white kimono covered in blood is supposed to appear in your dreams. So. What you're not supposed to, so dangers of this game is if the woman comes close to you, you must absolutely never speak to her. I think that's like while you're trying to imagine her or in the dream, if she comes up to you, don't speak to her. I would speak to her. Um, the woman may ask for your name, but you must absolutely never answer her. I would give her my name. I would fuck <laughs> this whole thing up. If the woman begins to mutter something in your right ear, shake your right hand. This should make you wake up. So this is during your dream. When you wake up, if you don't see the black shadow of a woman in any of the corners of the room, that means you are safe. You, if you wake up and you see the shadow of a woman in the corner, I would kill myself. You're fucking done. No, you're going to be killed. Um, so the phrase Anbi Irokio Yamashi Rioni. Yep. So Waka. <laughs> so Waka. Is that a... I'm, I'm really hoping... That's a helicopter or a... Uh, a Subaru in the parking garage. Oh, a Subaru. <laughs> <laughs> um, so somebody said that in, in some comments, uh, the only thing I could find is that when they looked up the translation, it says it means Chewy Yaroshio. <laughs> what? <laughs> chewy as in... Yeah, like, yeah. You chew it. Yeah. Chewy Yaroshiro. So whatever the fuck that means. Oh, Lord. So whatever. It's a game. <laughs> so that's the white kimono. That's scary. That's just almost asking for it. Just yeah. imagining demons. No. <laughs> just before you go to sleep. <laughs> okay. So this story is a little bit uh, not that much lengthy. I usually edit these, but I'm going to only edit out like the first little part because it's actually like sort of interesting information. Okay. So this person from Reddit uh, who did a story, because when I do these ritual games, I always like to do a story from Reddit about oh, yeah. someone playing this. This Because it's fun. So again, I did not write this story. This is posted by you, Yeti Forest Man. Oh, goals. Goals. <laughs> I guess you uh, slashes user, so we don't need to put that in. Just Yeti Forest Man. I love okay. you, Yeti Forest Man. Chris is like, God damn it. Learn Reddit, Corey. <laughs> I don't know how to work. Reddit. I don't know how to work Reddit. <laughs> okay, so several months ago, I read about the white kimono ritual, and apparently reading about it can instigate things to happen. I conversed with someone from Japan who told me it comes from the book called Akuma no Gishi Gishiki. Uh, which, in quote parentheses, the devil's rituals. Ooh, Ooh that's fun. Um, and the post-ritual is missing a step. They said reading it to yourself or aloud to someone can instigate the demon to appear without even performing the ritual. So basically, we already summoned the demon in this room. Well, I don't know, Corey. Your Japanese is poor. <laughs> so The demon's like, God damn it, another white bitch. Yeah, he was like getting ready. He's like, oh, shit, yeah. And then he started talking He's in like, Japanese. He said the first two words, right? Go, white boy. Yeah, right. He's like, God damn it. Because you missed it. He would say, God damn it, too. That's mm -hmm. funny. Okay, so he continues. Well, that's what happened to me. For over two weeks, I had nightmares where I was followed by a tall, black-haired woman in a white kimono, mumbling while walking towards me while I ran away and tried to wake myself up. That was a ton of W words. Yeah. Can I, I'm going to reread that. It's like a ton of wah sounds. Yeah. Probably because I've been doing Spanish, so I'm like thinking about the wah sound that's in English. Okay. For over two weeks, I had nightmares where I was followed by a tall, black-haired woman in white kimono mumbling while walking towards me while I ran away <laughs> to wake myself up. That's God, that's confusing. Holy shit. That was that's hard crazy. to say drunk. 
wah 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 wah. It's like Charlie Brown. Wah 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 wah. When 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 uh at least in Chile when they like try and mimic when Hispanic people try and mimic like gringos talking English they go rah 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 rah. Oh God, we got called out. He goes, I finally was able to make to make the dream stop. I tried to find the book for months. And about six months ago, IIRC, I started seeing, whatever, I started seeing a woman in white walking back and forth in front of my open bedroom door. Fuck. What the fuck? I even felt someone pushing on my bed when I was trying to sleep and didn't see her. This finally stopped when I purified my house, performing a banishing ritual. But even after that, I noticed my, ugh. I noticed my cat that always sleeps on my bed stares at my open bedroom doorway before we fall asleep. Fuck Simone. Simone. Simone, stop staring. She's like dreaming about like butterflies right now. (laughs) I kept a nightlight on all night because I hate sleeping in the dark and thought it would help. Well, early yesterday morning, Sunday the 20th um, of I don't know what month, um, I wake up from a dream and my doorbell rings. I walk upstairs. I sleep downstairs in my house and think, who is ringing my doorbell at 6 a.m.? No, I look out the peephole and swear on my life standing at my front door looking directly at the door slash peephole was the tall black black haired woman in a white kimono. Ew! I froze. I looked away thinking this couldn't be real. But when I looked back, she was still there. When I turned on the front porch, when I turned the front porch light on, she was gone and no one was there. I'm at my wits end about this. I, it took me months to get my sleeping pattern back to normal. And now out of the blue, this happens. I need help from someone. Does anyone know what I can do or someone that can help me? I really can't take much more of this. I sleep about three to four hours a night just to avoid this stuff. And now this? Please, I hope someone can help. This is not a joke or a made-up story to scare people. This is 100% real. Do not mess with the white kimono ritual. You fucked, They fam. always end like that. Yeah, I love right. it. They're like, Please. I'm fucked. Help me. This is real. It's yeah. like, no, it's not. I'm like, you're <laughs> fucked, fam. You're fucked. It's like totally real. <laughs> We're like, fuck you, bitch. <laughs> Okay, so the next one is called uh, Sarah, uh, Sarah Sarita. Sarah Sarita's a bitch. Sarah Sarita is two bitches. <laughs> Sarah Sarita. They be two bitches. bitches. They, they be, be two, two putas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That takes me back to high school. I would always, like, walk around, and people would just yell puta at me. And I was puta. like, what the fuck? <laughs> so that's so white. Puta. Yeah, it's puta. Puta. And then when my mom was in high school, someone keyed that on her car. Are you kidding me? Isn't that so fucked up? Fuck. I know. Damn. Okay, okay. so um, this game, basically what the, or, the function of this game is that you are supposed to contact or, and or summon the ghosts of two young girls who were murdered in Mexico. Ooh. Ooh. Okay, so the game in Mexico um, is known as El Juego de Sara Sarita. Um, it is similar to the Charlie Charlie pencil game. Mm. Mm. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so the legend of this game, the Sarah Sarita game, is basically goes like this. So there are these two girls in Mexico. One's okay. named Sarah. One's named Sarita. Um, so basically they were twin sisters. And weirdly in the legend, they had these matching coins around a chain that was our coins that were attached to a chain that were tied around their necks. That was like their necklace that they wear. It's like their best friend necklace. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. One was always heads. One was always tails. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did that shit all the time. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That made no sense to me because I grew up like a dude. <laughs> yeah. No, that's like, yeah. Like I, like I'm going to make us best friend. Necklaces uh, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so you can understand. So you can relate. <laughs> that shit is so normal. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> that seemed weird to me, but you're like, fuck, that's the most normal thing I've ever heard in my goddamn I can relate life. to the story more than almost any other story I've heard on this podcast. That's hilarious. <laughs> that that's, uh, Me, I was like, what the fuck? And Best you're like, oh, yeah. How <laughs> dare you? <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> I probably have like four from like old friends and like my jewelry box. <laughs> okay, so sometimes they would stay behind uh, after school for their cheerleading practice, and they would be the last two that would be waiting there for their parents. Cute. Because, okay, duh, they BFFs. have to be alone. Yeah. So. One of the one of the days that the gr- girls were staying behind, oh, the janitor was also there. He was oh, known dude. to be a creepy weirdo, you know, just like total crazy janitor from the movies. So one of the girls went into the bathroom to go to the bathroom alone, and the janitor saw her. So he follows, goes in there, starts to rape her, and then <gasps> strangles her to death. Yeah. So when he does this, um, he's inside, and the other girl was waiting and being like, where's my sister? So she goes into the bathroom sees the janitor standing over her her friends or not her friends her sister's body and the janitor goes up to her then shoves her head in the water tank <gasps> and drowns her as he's raping her and then hangs her dead body oh my god yeah this is like a, a fucking true crime segment yeah i'm so sad <laughs> now so um, oh my god, I totally uh, uh, went over something a little bit. So what happens is while the, the gender doesn't notice the girl's there, at the, the second girl's there at the beginning, she picks up a shovel that's there for some reason in the bathroom because it's a legend. Picks up the shovel, beats him over the head, he falls to the ground. She thinks that he is um, dead. And so when she turns around to leave, he grabs her, then drowns her, and then hangs her body. Uh. So um, the police put this off as a murder suicide they thought the girls got into an argument and then the one who hanged them who was hung killed that first girl and then hung herself as the suicide that is so not what i would jump to totally wrong that would not be my immediate conclusion (laughs) (laughs) um the the thing is though is that when they when the bodies like next to the bodies they did find both of the chains with the coins and one was in the head's position as one was in the tail's position Mm -hmm. so the whole thing is that people try and summon the spirit dead spirits of sarah and sarita i'm gonna summon these spirits i can give them a fucking hug yeah the other little tagline to the origins of this legend is that um number a number of kids in mexico have played this game and most of them are put into psychiatric wards or mental asylums because they didn't end up playing the game properly so how do we play this fucking game and what do you need so what do you need to play this fucking game all you need is two players and two coins that have the same value. Oh, my God. I oh have my, my God. wallet. Uh, you could do this. <laughs> so how you play the game. Step one, the two of you sit on the ground facing each other holding a coin in your hand. So one of you holds one coin, one of you holds the other. So let's say two American quarters. Okay. okay. Um, one will be I'm in so the head's scared. position. One is in the tail's position. Yeah. Both of you say out loud, Sarah Sarita, can I enter your game? Can I enter you? Yeah. Can I enter you? Oh, no, they're sad. children. They're, we can't this, do that. This is sad. They're children. Step three, throw the coin over your head so it lands on the ground behind you. So you throw the coin over your head, it lands on the ground behind you. If the two coins land on heads, it means the answer is yes. If the two coins land on tails, the answer is no. If If one lands on heads and the other on tails, the answer is maybe. If you both get yes, you can begin the game and ask Sarah Sarita questions. Throw the coin over your head and you will get your answer. So again... The first one said, like, with the yes, no, maybe, like, you know, yeah. uh, system, um, then you start to ask questions if the first one is yes. Okay. Oh, Lord. What you just do is you continue at this point, like, hey, asking yes or no questions. Um, if you're allowed to go in, 
Um, if it's a maybe, you're supposed to continue on to try it again until yes. If it's a maybe, you can uh, risk it and continue playing Fine. the game and asking questions. Don't risk but it. But people are trying to say that, like, there's also a warning with this one, is that they say that, one, when you're trying to leave, uh, you do the same thing, but you say, Sarasarita, can I leave your game? And then you throw, you each throw the coin over your shoulder, and you get the yes, no, or maybe, and stuff like that. So um, what you can probably guess is it's hard to leave this game. People say that it's hard to get out and get an actual no question and yeah. they advise that if you get a maybe you need to continue on until you get a yes oh god and then if you get a no you need to continue until you get a yes or the these these uh sisters will follow you and kill you Ooh, so scary. it is said because it's a big warning is because you are basically contacting these uh spirits from hell and that they are like divinating you answers from hell and that's how they have their powers i don't know how they ended up in hell yeah how do these two <laughs> poor girls go to hell i don't know what the fuck <laughs> Sarasarita should not be in hell. Yeah, I, I, I don't fucking know. <laughs> but okay, yeah. I'm going to conjure them just to apologize. Yeah, to them. be like, I'm sorry. I'm like, somehow y'all are in hell. This is fucked <laughs> up. The goddamn legal <laughs> and hell system Sarasarita, failed you. Sarasarita, are you okay? Yeah. Maybe <laughs> the the uh, heaven and hell system is the same as our legal system where they let people like Brock Turner go. Right. The victims. Right. So maybe that's... Yeah, the janitors in heaven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that's probably true. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry. They're Sarah like, his life had so much potential. Like, we don't want to fuck it up. Yeah, he was such a good swimmer. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, Brock Turner. His time was blah, 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 and butterfly. Oh, uh, <laughs> what a bitch. Okay, so um, that's like the serrator ritual, basically, is people who are stupid want to just, like, ask them questions. You end it how I told you. Um, there's, like, a story, but it's not that great, and I couldn't really find it. It reminds me a lot of the Charlie ones. Charlie one. Yeah, yeah. So that's Sarasarita. So let's get on to the last one. Ooh. So the last one is titled Veronica. Veronica? Yeah. Ooh. That's from the Netflix. Yeah. yeah. We watched that movie together because yeah. we thought it was going to be way scarier than it was. It's pretty good, though. It's good and spooky. But there's just too much hype because everyone's like, you need to cleanse They're your like, house Holy after. Shit. Yeah. 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 This last this last one, um, what is like sort of the whole thing about this game? So what you're basically doing is you're calling upon the spirit of a dead girl again, a dead Hispanic girl. I think Classic. it's Spanish. Oh, no. This is from Mexico as well. So it's a dead Mexican girl. Um, and you're calling up on her because she died during another ritual. Ooh. Ooh. So you're trying to call up on her, um, mainly to figure out the date of your death. <gasps> Whoa, no. Don't know why, no, no, but no. you go for it if you want to, okay? Fuck that. Fuck so fuck. in Spain, this is known as Nueve Veces Veronica, which is nine times Veronica. And they say that to them in Spain, this is their most like thing closest to Bloody Mary, or at least like the website that I got this from says that, okay? So... Um, there is a, what are the origins of this game? So there is a legend of Veronica. So basically in this legend, Veronica was a teenage girl and came from a small village. And basically she goes into like do a party with friends that were in a bigger town. Um, and they get her to play this game, which is titled El Juego de las uh, Tijeras y el Libro, which is the game of the scissors in the book. Okay. Sorry. Hold on. Which I think is totally made up because I feel like you just wouldn't name. Maybe because it's Spanish, El Juego de la Tijeras y el libro sounds ominous, yeah. <laughs> but it's not. They're like, ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> uh, so it's the game of the scissors in the book. That's literally like, it's not ominous. That's what it sounds like in mm. Spanish. <laughs> the game of the scissors in the book. Okay. Most people know uh, who like uh, of know of this game and play this game know that it's dangerous. And you're basically are calling spirits through the Bible. Oh, And Lord. like cutting pages of the Bible and ribbons and shit like that. Yeah. Ooh, so, that's cool. So I'm going to read this. So um, this is uh, directly from Scary for Kids because this is like 
a, you know, a real-time account of what happened in the legend. So, um, Veronica did not follow the rules of this ritual, ritual. She taunted the spirits throughout the invocation. Me. All of a sudden, the ribbon snapped, because <gasps> I, I guess they use a ribbon somehow, and the Bible fell to the ground. The pair of scissors came alive and flew across the room, stabbing Veronica in the neck. Her friends were powerless to help. The terrified girl screamed and fled in terror. When they came back later, they found Veronica's body lying in a pool of blood on the ground. She had been stabbed to death. In one hand, she was clutching the Bible, and in the other, she was clutching the bloody scissors that were embedded in her neck. That's a cool imagery. That's cool. That's fucking cool. They say Veronica's spirit is unable to rest in peace because she died during a paranormal ritual. Her spirit remains trapped between the world of the living and the world of the dead. They say she is doomed to take revenge against those who do not have respect for the dead. Ooh. So for some reason, people thought it was cool to call up on her spirit now to figure out when they die. (laughs) Okay, so what do you need to play this game? So you need a book, which people preferably say uh, they like. You need the Bible, and they want it to be hardcover. Okay, you have a hardcover Bible. Yeah, it's on my. It's next to my Ouija board. Oh, cute. (laughs) Um, you need a pair of scissors. You need a ribbon or a piece of string. I have that. And then a dark room with a mirror. I have. You have that. <laughs> Veronica, come fuck me. So you also need at least two people to play this game. Oh my god, we have that. Oh my god, we have that. <laughs> <laughs> so step one, thread the ribbon through the holes of the handle of the scissors and wrap it around the scissors so it is tightly closed. Open the book to the middle pages and place the scissors open the Bible to the middle pages and place the scissors on the page. Close the book so that the handle of the scissors is sticking out of the bottom. So the shears are inside of the book. The the um the handles are sticking out. The ends of the ribbon should be sticking out at the top. Oh, interesting. Okay. So you like tie them around the handles. Yeah. The ribbon goes up the shears and then it's sticking out the top end of the book. But at the bottom end of the book, the, the handles are yeah. sticking out. So the shears are covered by the book. Cool. Yeah. Step three, go into the bathroom, close the door and turn off the lights. Fuck yourself. Step four, <laughs> place the scissors in an orifice. <laughs> <laughs> Step five, fuck it. Step five, Continue a motion of inwards and outwards. Step six, ask when you're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> uh, step, uh, step four, light a candle and place it in front of the mirror. Place the book in front of the mirror, too, with the handle of the scissors facing towards you. Step five, two people stand in front of the mirror and each places their index finger through one hole in the handle of the scissors. Ew. Step six, close your eyes and repeat out loud nine times, Veronica, Veronica, Veronica. <laughs> spooky, 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 spooky. You may now open your eyes and ask Veronica questions. The questions you ask should only be about love or death. If you have managed to contact Veronica, she will reply by moving the scissors to the right or the left. To the right means yes, and to the left means no. Basically, that's what you continue to do until you are done. Um, when you are done, um, they really haven't said how to end this. And so, like, I looked through this page, I searched the Veronica game online nobody says like how to end this because they basically just copied and pasted maybe this one page. Like, yeah. I don't know, but basically no idea. So you're fucked. <laughs> so basically don't start it. Or so you're, you're, fucked. you're fuckety fucked. <laughs> um, there's a warning tag to this one as well. It says this game is very dangerous. And if something goes wrong, it could prove to be fatal. There have been reports of the scissors flying out of the book and stabbing people in the chest or eyes or neck. There are also reports that any knife or sharp implements nearby could suddenly shoot out and <gasps> embed itself in the neck of the, of one of you, of their victim. So if you choose to play this game, be very, very careful. No. Yeah, bitch. No, no, no. 
Um, so there is one rendition to this game, or, or like an alternative rendition to this game. Um, basically, there's one called Three Times Veronica, or Tres Faces Veronica. Um, it's basically you go into a mirror and sort of like Bloody Mary. You're like Veronica, Veronica, Veronica. <sighs> um, and uh, it's supposed to say, the legend goes that you have to be a young girl who is pure, who is a virgin. Ah, shit. Because, you know, patriarchy. We don't have that. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have that. <laughs> We have the other stuff for the, for the other version, but we not this version. We can't play this part. We don't know anybody who fits this I literally part. don't know anybody that fits this. I don't think I personally know anybody. Except maybe, like, my, like, child cousins. My, like, my, like niece. Yeah. She, I don't even know if she could, like, do this on her own yet. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so um, you're supposed to stand in the mirror in front of a bathroom mirror or, like, a dark mirror at midnight holding a candle and say Veronica three times. Okay. What's supposed to happen is your reflection is supposed to disappear and be replaced by Veronica herself. Ooh. Okay. So you will no longer see yourself. You will only see Veronica. And you are supposed to um, ask her questions about the, identity, about the identity of your true love. Or you can ask her about her life. Oh. You can't ask anything else. If you ask anything else, you're like... Uh, like reportedly, you just get dragged into the mirror realm and you're fucked. For well, that's eternity. very dramatic, Veronica. Yeah, exactly. So, um, however, it is it is legend goes, um, this comes with a curse where even though you will know the identity of your true love in life, it is reported that you will be cursed for the rest of your life. Where shortly thereafter, meeting your true love, you die. Ooh, Ooh that's sad. Yeah. That. So that's the uh, the third and final scary game that I'm going over called Veronica. I love it. Yeah. Spooky. Okay, so no more ritual games for a long time. Sorry if you like them, because I like them, but also I feel like it's too much of the same thing, so I'm going to stop. So for the month of November, or at least for the next few episodes, I'm going to cover disappearing cases. Because lately, I've been covering a lot of gruesome murders and like a lot of really fucked up material. So I'm going to cover equally as fucked up material, but like a little bit less graphic. So disappearing cases. So today... But instead of graphic content, we have fun mystery. We have... Hello? (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me? (laughs) Oh, of course. Someone. Cats. Mm -hmm. So today, I'm going to talk about my personal biggest fear, my worst nightmare, when I was a kid, whenever I was babysitting and stuff. I'm talking about the disappearance of Evelyn Grace Hartley... Ooh. Was she like when a stranger called? I'm going to just get into it right now. So okay. just pinch your nipples and get ready. Let's do it. It's October 24th, 1953. Shit. It was a typical Saturday night in La Crosse, Wisconsin. Evelyn, who goes by, who went by, Evie, um, she was 15 at the time. and She got a call from Viggo Rasmussen and his wife asking if she Viggo could Viggo Mortensen. What? <laughs> what did you say? Vigo Mortensen. <laughs> From what? What's He's Aragorn. Oh! <laughs> Aragorn motherfucking called her. Yeah. It was like, yo, can you watch my kid tonight? Me and my wife have to like go do some battles yeah, me and, and fucking Liv Tyler need to go fuck because we're hot. <laughs> so, yeah. So, this is actually Lord of the Rings. I'm, yeah. I'm actually talking about Lord of the Rings tonight. So, Vigo, <laughs> Aragorn, his wife, were planning on going to a homecoming game. That night, and their normal sitter couldn't make it, so they needed a replacement. 
Um, they called Evelyn. She agreed, and she packed up her bag full of some school books and snacks to take her there to Aragorn's house. Damn. As she left, she told her parents that she would call around 8.30 p.m. to check in. Her parents never got a call. <gasps> she didn't even make it to 8.30 p.m. So Evelyn arrived at the house. You know, she she whipped out her five school books. She was studying. She ate some snacks. What she, time? She finally put the baby to bed. Now, at some point between putting the baby to bed and her scheduled phone check-in at 8.30, Evelyn Grace Hartley disappeared. Fuck. Richard, Evelyn's father, was worried when his daughter failed to call. So he got into his car and he drove over to Aragorn's house to check on her. And when he got there, he noticed that every single light was on and the radio was blasting. What the but fuck? But every single door was locked. So he was knocking and he's ringing the doorbell, but Evan, Evelyn wasn't there. So he started walking around the house and he saw an open window that was leading to the basement and it was missing the screen. The screen he noticed was actually propped out and sitting and leaning against the wall right next to the window. That... Oh, my God. Next, what the fuck is going through your mind next, if you're that dad? Next to the window was a short step ladder, like, leading down into, like, the basement, like, window basin to, like, climb into the basement. And there were muddy footprints. Oh, no. And blood. <laughs> I'm not – I didn't claim this was going to be happy. Holy shit. <laughs> Richard, Evelyn's father, he climbed through the window and ran into the house, was yelling for Evelyn. Like, tears streaming, panic mode, just immediate. Like, you know what happened. Yeah. He was just frantic. He was terrified, just full-blown, scared, panic mode. Um, his adrenaline was pumping. He was sprinting around the house. He went into the living room, and he saw that all of the furniture was moved around, and all of her school books were scattered across the floor. <sighs> he saw a shoe of hers at the staircase, and then he ran up following like a trail of her items and found her shattered glasses at the top of the stairs. He ran into the baby's room, and the baby was unharmed in her crib, sound asleep. But he saw blood everywhere this is so cinematic and he saw muddy footprints around the house obviously following the trail the path of evelyn's belongings but no evelyn he called the police and the search for evelyn grace hartley began investigators arrived within minutes and started looking for evidence clues you know anything they could find there were footprints all around the house and the footprints had a really unique marking to them multiple windows on the outside of the house had pry marks but the only window that was opened was that basement window. Oh, so he tried multiple windows. He pulled mul- multiple windows. And she's just sitting in there quietly Wait, studying. studying. There's like some dude stalking outside. <gasps> trying oh, like, to open up the window. This is my biggest fear, Corey. This Fuck. is my biggest fear. Um, now, like I mentioned earlier, the same unique muddy footprints were inside of the house. Uh-huh. I think Simone's Simone. shoving her body against the door to get in. Hi, Simone. Simone, come in. Come here. Just lock her in here. She did. She he did. Hi, Simone. She's throwing her body. Simone. Continuing on, they're able to track Evelyn's movements through the house by following her things, her blood, and the muddy footprints. Jesus. Now it looks like that there was obviously a struggle in the living room. Maybe Evelyn noticed that someone walked in the living room, so she jumped up, and they were chasing her around the living room. That's why furniture was That's moved. That's terrifying. Her books were scattered. Maybe he grabbed her, and she struggled for a bit, and then she ran upstairs. But while she ran upstairs, her shoe fell off because the struggle was so intense. She ran upstairs, and he was just pulling at her and grabbing her while she was fighting up the stairs. The struggle was so extreme that her glasses fell off her face, and they were shattered under a footprint. Imagine then- just sitting on someone's goddamn couch. And, like, feeling that someone's behind you and turning around and someone's behind you. I would kill myself. She ran up the stairs. She was obviously running towards the baby to protect the baby. Oh, go her. 
but, but but before she was able to get into the baby's room, they grabbed Evelyn and they either knocked her unconscious or they? perhaps murdered her. Him, they. Tana. <laughs> um, oh, they as in, uh, oh, oh, you were just referring, like, was were you referring to multiple people? Potentially. But- <laughs> I don't know anymore. It's 2019, (laughs) Tiana. I don't know if they means one person or multiple people. Both. Both. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) But either way, the person and our persons grabbed Evelyn during the struggle up the stairs, and then they started dragging her down the stairs, and you can start following the trail of blood from up the stairs. Down the stairs, you follow it back into the basement, and you see her other shoe. And then you see the blood trail go through the basement window and outside. So they sucked her back out this basement window? There was a significant amount of blood inside the house, again, near the basement window and outside the yard. The blood matched Evelyn's blood type. She was type A. Uh There were two pools of blood in the yard. One was 18 inches in diameter. So what it looked like is they were dragging Evelyn's body, her subconscious subconscious body pretty much, or her... Post-mortem? No, she wasn't dead yet. She wasn't dead. Sorry, I was just thinking. I was just unconscious. Yeah, I was thinking of two different stories since I did oh. two different podcast oh, things. Oh yeah, yeah. So they were, they were uh, yeah, they were dragging her unconscious body, you know, through the yard, and they would take breaks because you know she was, yeah get dead weight yeah yeah she she was dead weight, and whenever they took breaks, that's when the pool would blood the the blood would pool in the yard. Shit. They continued to drag her body through the yard. And then you could see if you pass the garage, which is about 100 feet away from the house, you could see her two bloody handprints four feet above the garage wall because she obviously woke up, grabbed the garage wall, and was trying to hold herself, but they ripped her from the wall and continued dragging her. This blood trail continued all the way into, up to their neighbor's house, and there was Shit. bloody handprints along their neighbor's house just being dragged along against her neighbor's house. The blood trail continued to the street, and then it stopped. Damn. They brought in bloodhounds, but the doggos couldn't pick up a scent as soon as the trail stopped. Um, police thought that Evelyn was most likely just put into a car at that point yeah. and was then driven away. It just goes to show that, like, no matter how safe you think you are, if somebody wants to get into your house they will. and fucking kidnap you, they're going to do it. Hi, Simone. <laughs> like, we, like, unless you have, like, surveillance system and turrets set up. Right. Oh, like, cool. someone's going to get into your fucking house and fucking kill you. Right. Simone, don't do what you're thinking of doing. Get it, girl. <laughs> Her but, eyes are so big right now. She's like, wants to fuck with this fort. She's so like, bad. I'm so ready to end all of this. Simone, <laughs> here. Oh, shit. Get it, Mom. Ooh, get it, Mom Bones. <laughs> oh, Mom. Oh, Mom Bones are so cute. Cute. So police started investigating neighbors. I'll just let her do this. <laughs> You're so cuckoo. Because she woke up her nap. Yeah, she's like, bah. She'll do this for like 30 seconds and she'll pass out. Uh-huh. <laughs> she has like two more minutes. Yeah, <laughs> two more minutes of cuckoo time. While S'mores is like, woo, Wee. for like 10 hours. Oh, Simone. Police started interviewing neighbors and they found some more clues. Um, a neighbor reported seeing a light-colored car driving through the neighborhood at approximately 8 p.m. Okay. Um, another heard screams at 7 p.m. but assumed it was just kids playing. Um, this helped them build a timeline. Um, Ed Hofer, he came forward to say that at about 7.15 p.m. that night, he almost hit a two-tone green 1941 or 1942 Buick that was speeding away from that neighborhood. Oh. 
he noticed two men were inside the vehicle and a girl was in the back seat, but she was slumped forward with her forehead against the like front seat. He just assumed that they were going to the homecoming game because everyone in the neighborhood was. But when he heard about Evelyn, he knew it was her. Yeah. Um, his info was publicized in hopes of finding the two-toned car. So now that makes police – that kind of builds the timeline. So around 7 p.m., that's when the struggle probably started. But by mm-hmm. 7.15 p.m., she was already in the car being driven away. So within 15 minutes, they she came into the house. She was gone. Damn. And her father went to the house at 8.30 p.m. Kidnaps are always so crazy. Yeah. It's so crazy. They're so fast. Like That's one minute, everything is normal. And the next, nothing is normal. Yeah. It's like you're sitting there and then 15 minutes later, you're unconscious in a car. Everything's fucked. Yeah. That like definitely getting killed. Damn. <laughs> While investigators were interviewing neighbors, following up through tri- through tips, etc., the community joined together to find Evelyn. Over 2,000 members of the community, including law enforcement officers, the National Guard, Boy Scouts, and La Crosse State College participated in the search. Shit. The Civil Air Patrol and the U.S. Air Force was also used in the search. Um, police contacted hunters and farmers in the area and asked them to be on alert for any signs of Evelyn, freshly turned earth, anything out of place. Everyone heard about it. Um, they also looked through every single cemetery and graveyard. Um, they looked for freshly dug up graves, and they would then exhume the graves to look for Evelyn's body. Whoa. And then they started checking every single car in the area. They set up these stopping points looking for a clue for Evelyn. They would stop the car. They would pretty much demand the person get out of the vehicle so they could search their back seat and trunk for any blood hairs anything that's pointing towards evelyn once their car was cleared they'd put a sticker on their car that said it's a red circle sticker that says my car is okay okay any person who refused the check was then immediately brought in for questioning yeah and um, they went through over forty thousand cars before the strategy started phasing out uh, but too little too late investigators also had gas station attendants call if they saw any suspicious vehicle and to write down the license plate numbers of anyone they found suspicious damn several days after her disappearance a pair of underwear and a bra were found near the underpass on highway 14 two miles south of the cross they were stained with blood that matched evelyn's a blood a blood-stained pair of men's pants were found four miles away it's unknown if the pants were connected but it did have Evelyn's blood type on the pants. What the fuck? A pair of size 11 bloodstained Goodrick sneakers were found in the Coon Valley area southeast of La Crosse. The soles left a footprint almost identical to the prints found outside of the crime scene. That's and again, so maddening. The blood matched Evelyn's. The shoes also had a distinctive circular wear pattern on the soles, suggesting that their owner drove a motorbike that was by the brand Whizzer. And now within 800 feet of the shoes were a blood-stained blue denim jacket, size 36. Um, and there were these type of fibers that were – they're kind of like the fibers that are used for scrubbing brushes that were found inside the pockets. Um, and on the, those scrubbing brushes and on the jacket was blood that matched Evelyn's. Authorities believed that the jacket was worn by her kidnapper. However, it did appear to be too small for a person big enough to wear size 11 shoes. So this is when they concluded that there are most likely two people involved because the sizing was so different. Now, investigators, they pulled up all sale records of the shoes and the motorcycle. 
Um, they went through every single person and they got nothing from it. That's so they sad. even put the shoes and the jacket on display and they asked people to come look at it. And if they recognize the shoes or jacket at all, just to write down who they recognize it from. And through this, they got thousands of tips. But again, all misleads. Yeah. Nothing. Meanwhile, um, Evelyn's parents made public pleas for her daughter or for their daughter. Um, and they begged for the abductor or abductors for information. Through this, um, the Hartleys received two phone calls from someone who claimed to have info. Now, in exchange for info, the anonymous caller demanded $500. So police helped the Hartleys lure him into a trap. Basically, you know, it's the classic movie trap. They agreed to meet him somewhere. He arrived, and boom, all the police jump out and arrest him. Uh, this person they arrested was 20-year-old Jack Duffin. He was brought into custody, but, but then shortly after, the police realized he had nothing to do with the case. What and a He was dick. just fucking at the Hartleys for Fuck money. Him. People do that all the time. Yeah, I know. Did he go to jail? He did. They, Fuck yeah. they sent him to prison for attempted extortion. Fuck yeah. Fuck you, Jack Duffin. Fuck you, bitch. People do that all the time. It's really crazy. Every time I read disappearing case, people always get calls from, from others being like, I know information yeah. just to fuck with the family. It's so sick. It's so sick to me. Local businesses and neighbors came together, um, and they raised over $6,000 to put towards her reward money. Um, from, and from this, police got over 3,000 calls and tips, All of them and just, they looked into yeah. every single one. They interviewed over 1,200 people. Well, go these police. That, fuck yeah. This is actually one of the only cases where it was such a thorough search. Yeah, the police like, were like, really fuck did, yeah, we're searching all these cars. Yeah, we're doing all this. They did everything yeah, yeah, in their yeah. power, but again, nothing. Okay, spooky. What the fuck is that? In May of 1954, uh, mass lie detector tests were conducted on lacrosse area high school students, mostly boys at the high school, in an attempt to find more information. Investigators wanted to interview or test over 1,700 students, but because it was so controversial, controversial, forcing teenage students to go through a lie detector test, yeah. they were only able to test around 300. Like, is there any leads from the angle of who knew that she was babysitting that night? Not that I could. They followed everything. Damn. For three years, the case was quiet. Then in 1957. Jesus. In a small town located 100 miles away, the butcher of Plainfield, a.k.a. Norman Bates, a.k.a. Oh. Leatherface, a.k.a. Ed motherfucking Gein, was arrested for two murders. I just talked about Ed Gein. Jesus three Christ. Three episodes ago. Is she one of them? So when the horror of Ed Gein's house was discovered, the house of 100 corpses, the 100 whole 100 miles is not that far. The entire country heard about it, especially the investigators over at La Crosse. They looked into Ed a bit, and they discovered that he was in lacrosse the night Evelyn was abducted. In fact, he was staying with a family member no. three blocks away oh, he fucking from did that. Aragorn's house. Jesus Christ. So police looked through his house for any signs of Evelyn. Because, you know, he had lamps made of people, skin suits made of people, yeah. their heads hanging, hanging, skulls. Yeah, were there any, like, fingernails or shit? Nothing. Nothing of Evelyn's. They questioned him. They forced him to take a lie detector test. He passed the lie detector test. He had no idea he about Evelyn. He never admitted to it in jail? Yeah. He, so they cleared him as a suspect. You know, there are still a large amount of people who believe that Ed Gein Holy is responsible shit. for her murder. Because it is pretty coincidental that he... Is he known for just saying, yeah, I killed that person? I mean, he did. Like, he was. He only killed two people. Yeah. All the rest of the bodies were, were bodies were that he dug up dug from the up grave. dug up from graves. Yeah. 
So like he only did murder two people. And but those... when they asked him, he was like, "Yeah, I killed them." Yeah, like he he admitted to it. He just wanted that piece of of cheddar cheese and the apple pie. Yeah, and then he told them. So like the fact that he didn't admit to Evelyn does kind of show a lot. That's pretty good indication. And also, he didn't do it. The reason I think Ed Gein didn't do it is because yeah. he would use the remains to decorate his house and make skin suits. Yeah, he, she should be there. He she she would be there. I mean, he is away from home though. That's true. So maybe he just murdered her to practice murdering. Yeah, maybe that was the first time. Yeah, but um, but yeah, regard. That's actually a good point. Maybe he was just practicing to see how he could murder someone. Or maybe he didn't do it. Maybe he was one of the two, but the f- other person was like the one who more did it. Yeah, but either way, like he passed lie detector test, and so they did have to clear. Did they look into the family he was staying with? His like cousins, probably. Fuck I, those cousins. I didn't go into that <laughs> whole rabbit hole of damn because i already went through ed gein and yeah. stuff so the case continued to grow colder and colder um, and by 1959 the evelyn hartley case was officially cold damn. ice cold on october 22nd 1978 her parents came out with an article saying they just lost all hope to ever finding their daughter or get closure they then passed away um, and the community of La Crosse, Wisconsin, continued on with their lives. Investigators are still looking for the person or people responsible for the kidnapping and murder of Evelyn Hartley. Um, if you have any information related to this case at all, please say something. Damn. Although her parents have now passed, you can still help put Evelyn to rest. If yeah. You know anything. Just contact the La Crosse Police Department. That is the disappearance of Evelyn Hartley. Imagine letting your... <laughs> In the 50s, too. Letting your daughter just go babysit and she's fucking gone forever. It's my biggest fear. Damn. Like she was studying and okay, the person tried multiple windows. That is the creepiest part. And they climbed through the basement and they open the basement door and they look into the living room and there she is studying. Do you think she like heard some like, I bet like you some like did. noises and then she, she, she probably like, got <gasps> up and he just started chasing her and there was that huge struggle in the living room she yeah. broke free ran upstairs grabbed her knocked her out dragged her back down put her in a car went two miles elsewhere raped killed her probably again y'all like no matter how many locks on your windows and shit like if somebody wants in your fucking house they will they're gonna fucking get in your fucking house and murder you i'm so scared <laughs> it's my worst nightmare psa <laughs> i read that and i had like almost a panic attack yeah when I was doing like it. if somebody wants in your motherfucking house they're gonna get in your motherfucking house but it is true like if someone's just snooping around the person who doesn't have their door locked is getting fucked yeah before the person and who there does are theories have their like locked. maybe it was a robbery gone wrong maybe you know maybe it was someone who knew she was babysitting yeah. people even think maybe it was aragorn himself that was like oh we knew she was staying there uh, th- they interviewed Shit. everyone though and again like yeah. They couldn't he find has a pretty good alibi. Like Homecoming, his wife was there. With his wife, yeah. Unless the wife was like, yeah, he was gone for an hour. Yeah, like he mysteriously... He <laughs> like, bitch, he did it. Yeah, I'm like, bitch. But, he well, went and got a hot dog. It took him an hour. Could you just imagine being Evelyn's father? You walk up and you see these footprints. You see a screen door leaning against the You're window. You're like, no. You and then you see blood. muddy footprints and, and blood. then blood. That's like... that You're is like, she's dead. I could not become a parent for that reason right uh-uh. there because I would live every day in fear that that was going to happen. Fuck, that's so intense. So anyways, how's your sex life? <laughs> um, sex life is good. Continuing my sex capades. Woo! Nothing super noteworthy, just sex, just good sex. No- nothing bad either, so just good sex, just good solid sex. Nice, nice. Um, 
It was sad. I don't know if I talk about it. I don't know if Matt listens to this. I don't think he does. No, he doesn't listen to this. <laughs> He's like I, our biggest fucking But it's, it's noteworthy. I did find myself in a weird, like, theatrical, like, TV, oh, yeah. like, situation. Or I've never been in because I'm gay and, like, you know, have lived in Utah. So I am into this guy. His name is Matt. Cute. I've been talking about him recently for the past, like, month. I haven't said anything really he hasn't really done much either back, but we do talk to each other randomly sometimes and like do like hour long, you know, messagings to each other, texts to each other. So he's been dating this guy. I didn't know, but when I went on a date with somebody this past week, he was at the same bar on a, on a date. So we like laughed about it. Or he actually texted me like an hour later after the date and was like, oh my God, that's so funny. Like we were both on a date at the same bar. And I'm like, why do you think this is so funny? Why yeah. are you like, he's like sending me like laugh emojis and like making this a big deal. <laughs> Like, you would only do that if, like... You care, yeah. You cared. Yeah, right? I feel like you'd only do it if you cared. Yeah. And so I, was, I wasn't I was even going to do it, and I care. So yeah. So it was funny. Okay, so um, turns out... Bye, Simone. I was... Long story short, because it's like, y'all don't know me that much, so it's not that interesting. But long story short, I end up in a situation where I was uh, hanging out with Kyle and his, Kyle's coworkers, but Kyle wanted, needed to focus on his coworkers and, like, be there for him. And I was at this, like, bar slash uh, very straight, like, band playing. And so Kyle was there um, supporting his coworkers. And there's a friend group of those coworkers that are also friends with Matt. So Matt knows these coworkers, whatever. So I just ended up in a situation where I was stuck between, like, Kyle, uh, like, a really good friend of mine, and um, then interested in Matt. But Matt brought this dude who I had saw before. And I just didn't put two and two together but I wasn't even invited. In, I wasn't even even invited until the, to the night to the activity until like the night of because Kyle's really nice and I was like sure like maybe I'll go and then he's like Matt's coming so I'm like fuck yeah I'm going yeah yeah <laughs> so then I end up I show up and I'm like oh fuck I didn't like put two and two together that that guy would probably be there so I just like end up stuck between like taking Kyle's attention away from his coworkers, which is not good. Yeah. And then like trying to focus on Matt, but Matt's trying to focus on this guy he's with. Oh and I'm my just God. like, it was just such a like TV show, <laughs> like just being so like you're being like, in a place that you should not be. Yeah. You're like, I'm so supposed to be anywhere but here. Right yeah, now. <laughs> exactly. So it was like really funny and sad at the same time, but whatever, it's chill. <laughs> Cute. So it was, it was sad, but it was a good kick in the pants of like, hey, if you're into somebody, just like go up and fucking talk to them. Yeah. You know, because like this one, I've had four weeks to talk to him and to invite him on a date. I just didn't want to do it. If I, if I didn't want to do this, I would have already done it through text. Yeah. But I didn't want to allow myself to do it through text. I wanted to do it in real life because I haven't been in a situation where I could. Yeah. And just like, you know, heterosexuals check your privilege. Yeah, right. Like, so that's what or like gays in a big city that's not utah so i just like was like oh no i'm not gonna ask him out like there were plenty of opportunities to do so in our conversations on text but i was like no like i'm not gonna tell him i'm interested in him i'm not gonna ask him out yeah i'm gonna do it in person but i just like you know always copped out so, so is this going to push you to do it in person do you think you're gonna ask him on a date well like i'll see him tonight for trivia game and i'll just flirt with him no i'm just gonna wait till like He's done with that guy. Okay. I might tell him something tonight, though. Be like, hey, why I left is because I was there for you. Yeah. But I know you're with this guy. So if you're interested and you want to go on a date and, like, to, like, respect this guy, like, if you would like to go on a date, I would love to. But if you want to see what happens with him, that's fine, too. Yeah. Yes, bitch. Yeah, bitch. So that's my sex life. Nothing else. I saw The Lighthouse. I think I talked about that already. Oh, yeah. You did talk about that last week. We watched 
rewatched The Shining in preparation for Doctor Sleep. Nice <laughs> Literally every time my, um, my, my, anyways, how's your sex life? Just like, what boys, boys and horror. Yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> boys and horror films. So rewatch The Shining. Love it. I'm gonna love watch it. Doctor Sleep. Hopefully this next week. Yes. If we don't as a friend group, I'm just going on myself because yeah. fuck y'all. I'm y'all leaving know. on Wednesday for Tennessee. We so. need to go tomorrow or Tuesday. Yeah, either works. Yeah. Uh, and then for my sex life. She's summoning Satan. Yeah, Simone's currently licking her pussy. And summoning Satan. Licking her little butthole, doing, yes. her, own, doing her own thing. Get it, Simone. She's like, I'm filthy. Um, This week was, let's see. I was really busy with work. My yes. car's dead. Simone stuff. Already talked about all that. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Car stuff. Then, yeah, my car's been out of commission for like two weeks now. So Corey's been driving me to work yes. like a few times a week. It's been really fun, actually. And then this week, though, I do have a fun sex story. Yes. So Jordan and I, um, you know, we we're just laying down in bed and then we fucked really aggressively. It was really yes. great. And it was a really, and what's funny whenever we have sex, I talked about this during the Halloween bonus episode, but like the cats always, even if they're in a different part of the house, they will like run up to sit on the bed like while like, we what's have going sex. On? Yeah, exactly. So of course the cats were there, <laughs> but we had like crazy awesome sex. I think it was like Thursday or Friday uh-huh. night. I don't really remember. Um, I like barely recognize it. Today is Sunday. Anyways, so we had like crazy awesome sex, and afterwards we went to sleep, and then we woke up the next morning, which was less than like six hours later, because we went to bed really late that night. Yes. You know, we fucked, and we fucked again. Morning Jordan sex. like woke me up, and he was like kissing me, and I was like, I was like, don't touch me, and he was like, want to have sex, and I was like, I'm awake, <laughs> and then we <laughs> fucked, and then Corey picked me up like two hours later, and he's like, how was your morning? And I was like, I got dick down. Cute. So lots of good sex this week. Um, Simone is. Is feeling better, everybody. She has. She had, looks super Simone. Yeah, she has had hard poops all week. Good Huzzah. job, Mom Bones. No diarrhea in this house anymore. Um, she is still, you know, she still loves s'mores, but she acts like she doesn't love s'mores, but she does. We saw them cuddling, but then Cute. today Simone was sitting on the like counter with me, or she was sitting on like the stool next to the counter, and s'mores jumped up to share the stool, and Simone like attacked the shit out of her, and Jordan and I like, were like, "Bitch, know your place." Yeah, and Jordan and <laughs> I were like, "What the fuck, Simone?" Like s'mores was just sitting there, but yeah, overall it's been pretty good this this past week, and I'm going to Tennessee to see my mom in a few days. And I haven't seen her in like how long are you gone? I'm gone for from Wednesday until. Monday. Wednesday and Monday. Yeah. Okay, cool. Cool. Good to know. So that's our recording two episodes today, everybody. Yes. Recording two episodes. But um, yeah, it's been pretty good. Yeah. And this next week's been really fun. I haven't seen my mom in like eight months, so I'm really, really excited to see my mom. And we're going to oh, yeah. work out together every day. Get it. We both want to get really in good shape. Get it. We're going to have Hawaii's girl time. in seven weeks. Yeah, we're going to watch Mama Mia. We're doing all my yes. favorite things. I'm really excited. So yes. that's how my week's been. So anyways, Jenna. How's your sex life? Ah, bye, guys. <laughs> See you next week. Every time we do that, I think of that bitch that was like, please stop Me doing too. that. Me too. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, no, bitch. Okay, I have a question Like, thanks for, for you. your constructive criticism, but no. Before we start this next episode, yes. do 